Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? And welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, happy Pride Month. Oh, man. Sincerely, happy Pride Month to you, to everyone who's listening. Pride Month is, we're about halfway in. We're about halfway in, and and, and it's been a minute. And we'll, get, and we'll talk about it. Um, but this weekend is Pride in Columbus. So happy Pride Month and happy Pride to all of those in uh, good old Columbus, Ohio. 614 day while we're recording, too. It's a, it's a really celebratory week here in Columbus, as I say, as if I'm there. <laughs> well, I am there. So it is celebratory. As I say, confirmed, celebratory? Mm, sure. Okay, confirmed. Awesome. Welcome in, everybody. We have missed you, um, and we are happy to be back and recording. Laura had mentioned to me that it had been three weeks since we recorded, and I was like, no, like, you're being drama. Like, (laughs) it hasn't been three weeks. Because before we recorded, I always, before we start the show, I, like, name the audio file, like, subjectively, and then the episode number. And so I was like, I need to look at the last episode to remember what episode this is. 183, for those who are keeping track. And... I was like, surely it has not been that long. And it, it, it has. It's been about three weeks since we, since we sat down last and, and talked about the Blue Jackets. And you would think that typically in this time of year, there wouldn't be a lot to talk about with them. But that is furthest, the furthest thing from the truth. We haven't been recording because of, there's a lack of things going on. We haven't been recording because we've been taking time to process those things that have been going on. So we're happy to be back with you, though. Laura, how are you doing on this Wednesday? Back for the first time in three weeks. How are things over in good old Blacklick? They're good. Um, it feels weird. We it feels like we've it's been forever since we recorded. So, um, but it feels good. Like you said, we've missed this, um, but it was definitely a much needed, um, mutually decided upon break. And we will talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm. Uh, personally, I am good. I've had a great week at work, and I'm currently trying to get my condo in a like nice-looking state because my mother is coming tomorrow. So, you know, and this time next week, I will be in your apartment in Michigan preparing for us to go to Texas. And I was going to say, it's not that I'm not excited for you to be up here. I sure am. I think the thing about it that is killing me is knowing that you get here and then the next day we enter four to five days of 99 degree weather to celebrate one of our favorite human beings in the world. And I'm very excited for it. Love wedding season, but we're going to sweat our balls off. It's going to be hot. It is going to be hot. I already told Laura that I am going to just have to be naked the entire time in the Airbnb. And I don't think that she was really too keen to that. Our our friendship is going to get weird, but Hey, at least Eileen will also be there with us so that it can get weird with her too. Good friend of the podcast, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Eileen is really trying to get me, speaking of Pride Month, the really popular like no- graphic novel about the college hockey player. Are you familiar? I mean, I've read <laughs> smut about hockey players. Oh my God, no. <laughs> 
don't think it's smut intentionally. I think there might be scenes, but like it's Oh, I think she told me about this yeah, too. Yeah, it's like it's a story like where this guy I think he's either bisexual or, or gay, I can't remember which, but he But I do like, think falls in love with this team. There is definitely, I think there's a sub-series to it, too. I think that there's, like, a sub-series that's smutty. I could be wrong, but that's, like, what I know of it, and I don't know a lot, so. Okay, but she is definitely trying to get you to read it. Yeah, so we'll see if I end up doing it. And if we really want to piss people off, we can start talking about it on the show, so. <laughs> you know. Fuck you mean, that. as if we haven't already started doing that, so. Yeah, fuck it, we ball. We ball, but. So, how are you? doing i'm i let you ask this is the new phase of our show the growth is that i am letting you ask me instead of just running into it because you will always ask me i need to trust that anyway mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm okay i'm okay i have been honestly like in this like weird anxious space for the last couple of weeks and so t- kind of dealing with that but generally speaking pretty decent i've been like that anxiety is manifesting in me like going to bed at like 10 o'clock and like waking up at 5 30 and going to work and being at work by like 7 30 so I really need to stop doing that um because I don't need to I don't want to do that anymore but (laughs) it's it's fine otherwise uh you know I've got I'm taking my car to the shop tomorrow so I'm not really looking forward to that uh we'll see tomorrow the brakes tomorrow is the brakes but it's also engine things that like are worse than the brakes (laughs) so got it yeah right 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 so um if you really see us pedaling for merch sales it's because jeremy has his car totaled because my engine i like when i'm stopped my car tries to go okay and like not dramatically but it just like jerks a little bit and i'm like what is going on and then sometimes it like doesn't get going like at you know to speed very quickly and so hopefully everything's okay i don't know that it is but y'all will be the first to know because we know that i am quick to take to twitter about my car troubles so go car troubles but i think it's fascinating we're sitting here and we're like shooting the shit but it's like a little bit different because i feel like in the past when we've gone long without recording it's been like just because we're in the season of life where we're both like so busy and it makes it hard to do the friendship thing I would argue that you and I have talked probably more <laughs> in the last three weeks than like most weeks in the last year, right? Like I think we've spent a lot of time. And so this like banter part at the beginning where it's usually like a little bit more like substantive and all that kind of stuff is so not because <laughs> we've we've been talking quite a bit. And and so that's the oh go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I guess we are accomplishing one of the things that we told everyone that we were gonna do moving forward which is having more friend time and focusing more on our friendship i just wish it wasn't for the reason why it has had to be the last <laughs> three weeks yeah no i i totally agree and that's the thing right so obviously we started this show literally because we felt like we couldn't have the conversations like after games right like we were like shooting the shit after games and we were just putting it into the ether hoping people would listen and I think what's been interesting about these last couple of weeks is I feel like we have done the opposite, right? Like I feel like intentionally we have been having the conversations that I think everybody would assume for us to be having here, like on this podcast, like out loud. Uh, but we've been having those together, like, and, and we've been processing a lot of things together. And we've been we've been thinking about 
you know, our response to everything that's happened in Blue Jackets land over the course of the last couple of weeks, and then the response of others, and and just generally speaking, like the whole like conundrum that is being a Blue Jackets fan right now. And so I rest assured, <laughs> Laura and I have been talking about this, uh, and it's it just hasn't been for y'all. <laughs> And so now it's for y'all and I don't know how it's going to turn out. Laura and I were talking about like, how do we want to have this conversation on the show today? How do we want to talk about the things that the jackets have done over the course of the last few weeks? And I think we were like, I asked like, let's plan it. And then I like, it had the realization that like, this is going to be messy. Like there's no point in putting a a structure to this. Like we just need to have a conversation like out loud. And if people want to listen and they want to agree, disagree, whatever have you, that's fine. But I just think that we owe it to each other and to this show and to the people who listen to just do that and, and to not try to bullshit it and not try to like come up with some fuck ass, you know, plan to approach it. Let's just be authentically us and let's, let's get into it. Um, the Columbus blue jackets have been a hard team for us to, to follow the last couple of weeks. Like that is just like our reality. And I, it is hard because when we talk about things and when other people talk about things, the expectations that we do it in a vacuum and that we do it in a sense of, is this making the Blue Jackets a better team? Is this, you know, a good move for the franchise? Friends, I wish that I lived a life where I could be content with things operating in a vacuum. I wish I could. Like, I envy people who can separate things and can compartmentalize things in a way that allows for them to enjoy things without complexity. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not saying that to be an asshole. This is not happening in a vacuum the blue jackets making a trade for ivan provorov the blue jackets hiring mike babcock those aren't happening in vacuums and we're not going to talk about it in the sense of a vacuum on the show and if that's not cool by you that is awesome appreciate you this is not the episode for you like in, in the next few months might, might not be we might not be the show for you because a lot of this is not happening in a vacuum and we need to talk about that and we're going to laura i just your initial thoughts on just like our decision to not record the last couple of weeks but also still trying to be vocal and still like making sure that people are aware that like we are here to be folks who speak up. And and again, like we started the show to be people first and we're committing to that right now. So talk to, talk to the listeners about just like that for you. Like, what does that mean? And what does this mean moving forward for you? Right. And like you said, like we, we started the show for very specific reasons and when it started to grow in the initial, like first six months to a year, like, we really made a decision to be the kind of show that would help in some way, shape or form make hockey a, and Columbus hockey specifically, a place that felt more inclusive, felt more welcoming, felt more safe and comfortable and inviting for people regardless of anything that they feel othered by um, because there are a lot of people out there that for sports in general, don't feel comfortable enjoying or speaking about or participating in sports because they don't feel like there's a place for them there. That's my whole story with liking the blue jackets. I did not for my entire life up until five and a half years ago, feel like I had any place in sports my entire life. I had always felt that there was no place for me. So why invest in it? Why, you know, try and enjoy it or learn about it or anything like that. And then this knucklehead over here takes me to a blue jackets game 
for the first time. And it was like finding a piece of me that I didn't know was missing. And, you know, we've had, or I've had, you know, a lot of insecurities, especially when we started doing the show, because I don't look like a person um, that would be a sports fan. I don't look like a person who would know a lot about sports. And, you know, almost three years into this now, I mean, I still have family members that don't understand, like, this situation. And close friends, too, where I'm constantly explaining, like, that little podcast thing that I do um, to people. And Jeremy knows this. I've really had to fight through all those things and fight through all those voices because I think it's important for us to be that voice and to be a space where people feel comfortable. And, you know, I know the whole like woke language of safe spaces or whatever bullshit, like, but that's true. Like people, I think there's a decent chunk of people who feel safe listening to our show and feel safe interacting with us because we do listen to whatever thoughts or opinions people put out there. And unfortunately, that's the reason why we've taken the last three weeks off. Um, because for the first time in the existence of this show, we really got hit hard by, in our opinion, some not very nice people who clearly can't read because they didn't read our entire statement um, and who really, really took a chunk um, out of the two of us after we released our statement um, about the Blue Jackets soon to be hiring officially of Mike Babcock as the new head coach. And then of course the trade that involved us um, obtaining Ivan Provorov. Um, and Jeremy and I had a conversation when all of this was happening and things were not really looking in our favor. And we both sort of said to ourselves, like, should we have even said anything? Like, should we have even bothered? Because I think we kind of both anticipated that there would be some negativity because that's just how this works. Um, but to get the onslaught that we did specifically on Twitter was just unexpected. But now that we've had some time to think about it and for he and I to talk through it, I don't regret a single thing that we said. And I think it was important that we did say something because I think it was important for the people who also feel the way that we do or who now feel more exceptionally ostracized from this situation or feel like they've been told a million times over to keep their politics out of sports or keep their woke left ideals and agendas out of sports or even more hateful things that they shouldn't be allowed to exist or that they don't matter. Um, our message was for those people. So it's been a really shitty three weeks. And even when things that were good happened, um, like this signing we, meet, we made the other day, 
I texted Jeremy and I said, why do I feel afraid to post from our account? Like I literally had like a reaction to posting about the contract signing the other day um, with for Damon, which was undoubtedly an exciting thing. Like it's a big contract for us. It's he's going to do great things. It was very exciting. And I sat there staring at my phone, not being able to type anything. And even when I did, I probably wrote it seven different times because I was afraid that someone was going to see it and be like, fuck you. Like just for saying like, and that's why we haven't said a lot of things lately. We haven't come like made posts about a lot of stuff. And, th- and if we have, they've been very generic. Um, and we've, at least I have focused on send, like, saying nice things to a couple different people every day from our account, you know, telling them they have a great profile picture or, you know, complimenting them on something or saying how cool it is that they got to do something because that feels better than communi- communicating outwardly right now. Yeah. But we knew we couldn't stay away. So well, and, here and we are. And that's the thing, right? It's like, I, we didn't want to, right? Like, I think that's the, the piece of this that's complicated, right? And again, it, it like, funny to bring this up in this conversation, right? But like, nothing exists on a binary. Not to upset anybody, not to upset anybody, but uh, nothing is binary. And so like this concept of like, being upset about what's going on and, and not necessarily aligning or feeling good about certain aspects or certain moves that the blue jackets are making because they might not align with our person, but still liking the blue jackets, still wanting to talk about the blue jackets and still like wanting to talk about the hockey. We're still going to watch the hockey. Like that it's a, is it's an interesting dichotomy, especially in this day and age where like everything is like, it's seemingly all in or all out on things. Right. Like it's that idea of like, I'm not going to get into the conversation about like quote unquote like cancel culture, but like it's that kind of a conversation where it's like the Blue Jackets did this one thing and therefore like we're out. That I don't think either one of us is strong enough to do that for one. And I don't know that either one of us feels in our heart of hearts that that's what we want to do either. Like I think that that is the the hard part for, for people to understand, right? It's that concept of, oh, well, like if you don't like it, then you can leave. Like, wait a minute. Like, like it just feels like such a fascinating okay. counterpoint. Because both things can be true. Both things can be that we are upset with the decisions that have been made for various different reasons. You can think that those are legitimate or good reasons or not. That's entirely up to you. Um, Because the whole point of this is that we do respect that people have other opinions. Um, And then, but we can still also support and watch and talk about the team that we love. Like, Cause we do You love people in your family that have made questionable decisions, right? Like you love friends that have made choices that you wouldn't necessarily have made or that don't align with um, how you live your own life. But both things can be true. And I think coming back to this, those individuals who, you know, did have a lot to say to us before will if they even bother to listen to this, which they probably won't, but, um, you know, you can have both things. And, and like you said, it would probably be great if we were like seemingly so many other people who can just 
take everything about what makes them an individual person, shove that to the side and just focus on the sport. Um, but we can't. And that's just what you're getting in this combination. And like Jeremy said, um, moving forward, this show, although this isn't new, like we haven't, this isn't the first time we've said something about this. No, which is why I think for both of us, it was kind of jarring. Like, I think that that's why, but like we've talked about, like off the air is like, I, the Blue Jackets have always found a way to skirt this stuff directly, right? Like we've always talked about, I mean, we fucking talked about Ivan Rob, I think back on an episode when he first decided not to wear the Pride warm-up jersey in Philadelphia. Like this is stuff that we've talked about before. It's just never been about the Blue Jackets. And obviously, right, like we have folks that follow us, that listen to us that aren't Blue Jackets fans and they might be fans of another team. But it, it like this is the first time that, something like this has hit the blue jackets. Although I think you and I both agree that like, honestly, like kind of surprising knowing what we know. And like, like if you just know how this organization has like navigated some things in relation to social justice issues, like it's not overly surprising that that's not at the forefront of, of minds of some people in the organization. But like, I I think that that's like the reason why it was surprising, right? Like this is not new. Like I, I think that if you're listening to the show right now, you know, the inception point of this show. Like, I think that you know what this was before it was subjectively speaking, not literally, but like this whole thing started like me wanting to talk on a microphone about hockey started because I took a class in college and it was all about the interactions of society and sports and the ways in which, especially in American society, but really everywhere, right? Like sports have such an impact in our day-to-day lives like think about the things that you have changed about your day about the people that you hang out with about all that kind of stuff because of fucking sports right like sports are so intertwined with our society that things that happen within society will always impact sports and vice versa and so i started line change back around the pandemic i think i think like it was able to happen because like the pandemic allowed me to have some more time and it was something that i always wanted to dabble in and that show was not about the Blue Jackets. That show was about how various different instances were happening across the league that were counter to what I believed is correct for society and how there were hockey players and there were people within hockey that were trying to make it better. That was the whole premise of that show. And in that, in that, right, like talking to people about like, you know, Curtis Gabriel talking about like the culture in the locker room and how, especially like around the, the election of Donald Trump, like what that was like in an NHL locker room and how that was affected by the the various nationalities of people in the room. Like you can't like this whole thing is a sociology experiment and you can't tell me it's not. And so that's why this stuff matters so much to me. Like this is the thing that like excites me like about this sport and about like trying to be vocal in it. And I think trying to play a part in it. Like, I think that that's like ultimately what it boils down to is like, I think we want to play a part in it. And that's not new. That is not, that did not happen the day that Ivan Provorov became a Blue Jacket. That did not happen the day that we found out that Mike Babcock was going to be the next head coach of the Blue Jackets. None of that started this month. And that's the thing that I think was so shocking for us about the reaction was like, if you know us, and that's the other piece of this too, right? That tweet that we're talking about specifically and any other interactions that we had as a result of said tweet, um, I want to say, like, it it got seen by, like, what, like, 33,000 people and over 100 people liked it and, like, there are people affirming us and this, that, and the other. 
And it was a small portion of people really <laughs> that were the asshats, but there were also people who didn't follow us. They didn't know what we're about. And they never they also didn't read the entire statement well, either. Sure. I, come on. That's no, we can't expect, there at this point. We can't expect too much out of people, right? Um, and so I think I think what it boils down to is we can want the Blue Jackets to win hockey and we can want the Blue Jackets to contend and get out of this rebuild situation as quickly as the next person, uh, although there's conversations we had about that too. But we want it to be done with people that we feel good about, right? Like with people that we can like say like, oh man, like that guy, man. And and I hear you and I hear the people who have said you would be surprised you like most hockey players are terrible people. I get that. Like, <laughs> trust me, like I get it, but it doesn't mean that you can't always want better. Right. Cause why I, I don't know who the person was, but you know, someone said something like, I don't look to my athletes to, for their moral high ground or whatever. And <laughs> I was doing this thing when all of this is happening because obviously, as you all know, I'm very emotional and like this, many of the conversations that Jeremy and I were having away from this was a lot of me crying because a lot of this was very triggering to me for very personal reasons. But one of the things that I was doing in order to help me sort of like get some of it out was I was... I was drafting responses to the tweets, things I would obviously, and I obviously did not send. Actually, the only person who responded to things was Jeremy because I couldn't be trusted at the time. Um, Also, you didn't trust yourself. I feel like I I want to clear clear my name in that. Like, this wasn't like, Laura, you can't tweet. (laughs) Like everything, I was scared every time I did do a draft because I was like, what if I accidentally hit send? And then I just blow our entire situation up. Um, but no, I would I would draft tweets of what I felt in my heart at that time towards these people um, because it was just so painful in such a very personal way. And back to what I was talking about, but this you know person saying, you know, I don't look to athletes at, for their moral high ground or whatever. And I was thinking to myself, like when I was a kid, even though I definitely like didn't, I never felt included like in sports or anything, but I had friends that did and I have an older brother and my sister played sports and, you know, sports was around me. I just, you know, was never interested in it. But I remember so many kids when I was growing up who idolized athletes like very specific athletes, well, Michael that's... Jordan, like people like that. And the thought in my head while I was reading that tweet was, why wouldn't I want better for someone? And not necessarily even better, but like different from someone who there are kids looking up to them. How many times is there a story about a little kid who gets a puck or a stick from their favorite player and the joy just lights up on their face? Okay, well, how about, take for instance, that kid happens to be gay and their favorite player is someone who then openly makes a statement about not liking gay people. That kid is crushed. Like, and I'm not saying that Ivan Provorov can't have his religious beliefs. 
If you want to talk to me outside of this podcast about some other things I think about it, sure. But it's not about him having his beliefs anymore. What it's about is the agency that him and some of these other players in the NHL have now given to these truly hateful and misinformed people who are taking to social media, who are taking to the public in public and just screaming from the rooftops this terrible stuff. And it's not political. It's not. No matter how many times you try and tell us it's political, it's not. But these actions, whether they meant them to or not, have unleashed these seriously terrible humans. And it's not just people who, oh, I don't agree with whatever, or I tolerate whatever. They truly want to eradicate the LGBTQIA plus community from the planet. Like, this is the type of crazy we were getting. And we're just a Columbus Blue Jackets podcast. So yeah, I do want better or different or more informed from my athletes, from the people I look up to. Because yes, and I'll say it, as a 36-year-old woman, there, I said it. Oh my God, wait. (laughs) I still look up and admire these people. I'm not going to tell you I wasn't shaking scared all the way up to the moment that Boone Jenner walked into that press room for us to interview him. Same when we met Rick National. Granted, Rick is older than me. So let the record fucking stay. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But so, yeah, I want better. And fuck you if you think I can't want that. Right. And I mean, that's the thing, right? I think that there's a lot there, right? Like, I mean, like, I don't know that. Uh, unless we sorry have... that was a rant oh my god no you're fine I, I was gonna say like i don't know that i can touch on every piece of that but like i think the for one my adhd wouldn't let me like i like really can only respond to the last two minutes but i think i think the thing about it that is like the most uh, like the strangest thing and this is like where people tell on themselves a little bit and you can agree with me, disagree on this. I like, it's up to you all. Like, I don't really care what people think. So it's this idea, right. Of like, there was like a pretty, I would say a pretty large majority of people that when word got out that the blue jackets were hiring Mike Babcock, they were like pissed. Like I would say a good portion of blue jackets, Twitter, good portion of fans thought that that was a bad idea. Like flat out point blank. And why? Right. This is a bad dude. This is a guy who is, allegedly a bad bad man he we don't want him to have any business around our young and impressionable players like this and the other he could affect the locker room culture this and the other so then you come to the other side of it and people tell that on themselves for like what's bad right like people people say with their whole chest without saying it it's like oh yeah mike babcock's a bad guy but i don't feel that way about ivan provorov Mike Babcock, here's the thing, guys. I don't believe that Mike Babcock is is this, like, 
outstanding NHL head coach who is just absolutely is the reason for the the success that the teams he coached had, right? Like there's a lot of he was kind of handed it in Detroit, like with the lineup that he had, like of course he's gonna win a Stanley Cup there. You can't look at Mike Babcock and and Ivan Provorov, and you can't say that Mike Babcock doesn't have a better track record of being successful in the NHL than Ivan Provorov. And so if we're talking about winning, like if we're talking about winning, like Ivan Provorov hasn't done that at a competitive level in the NHL. Mike Babcock has like, and, and that's like, again, I don't endorse the hiring of Mike Babcock. I think he's a shitty dude too. Like I like don't want him to be the coach of the blue jackets, but if you're talking to me about winning, one has, one hasn't. You're upset about one. You're not about the other though. And it's not in the order that you think it would be. I don't know. I, I think that that's the piece of it that's so infuriating to me is like, like you don't let athletes shape your moral compass. Like, right. Like clearly, <laughs> like, clearly. Cause you already had it. Like, so that's the piece of it. I don't know. That's, that's the thing that feels the most backwards. Well, to me and, and it's also so very clearly this specific issue. This specific oh, it's because issue. it's it's about it's about gay people. It's about queer yeah, people. Yeah, it's, it's about, about the plus community. Absolutely. Yeah, because I can guarantee you that these same people would not be doing this if he refused to participate in military appreciation night or refused to participate in first defenders or first responders night or heaven forbid because he's also not American, decided he did not want to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or the national, not the Pledge of Allegiance, for the national anthem, sorry. Um, didn't want to stand for that. Um, you know, or had some weird ideology about cancer that, you know, he was like, I'm not going to wear the Hockey Fights Cancer jersey. These people would be just outraged and infuriated. And how could he? And he needs to be out of the NHL and all this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Hell, I mean, we did it. Honestly, we did it more for people who refused to get vaccinated. Yeah. We physically eliminated people out of the NHL because they refused to get vaccinated. Yeah, Blue Jackets, Zach Ronaldo. And that coach. Yeah. The coach Sylvain. that we had before Pascal Vincent. Like yeah, Sylvain Lefebvre, yeah. And but it's specifically LGBTQ people and people who are different that these people are so ecstatic because a player has outwardly spoken. And even so, like, he really didn't speak about it. He just said that it was against his religion. Well, and that's the other thing of it, too, right? Like, I mean, like, you and I have talked about this off of the air. Like, I, Ivan Provorov, I don't have much respect for the man. That's not unclear. I don't think that we're really, like, beating around the bush here. But, like, if you look at the other instances across the NHL of, like, players and teams choosing to, not choosing to, do something for pride... Ivan Provorov, like, probably isn't even, like, the top three, like, most egregious, like, instances of that last season. And I think that that's the thing that, like, that, like, at least no. in that regard, like, Ivan Provorov didn't come out and, like, what, like, 
there's some there's some level of like this wasn't as big as some of the other ones and yet it was the thing that started it but like also like let's be real like the rest of it was gonna come like it's just hard it's hard to like think about and navigate and i can't imagine a scenario where this is all the all the things that you listed out right like I can't imagine a scenario where that happens in the NHL and and people don't react in this way. I mean, like it happened with, I don't see how it's any different than players not standing for the national anthem or players doing that kind of stuff. I don't see how it's any different. And Matt Dumba has been like labeled as X, Y, or Z thing. And Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair. John Tortorella said that if any player dared to not stand for the national anthem, that they were going to be benched. Like it's things like that where it's like, we've done this before and like had conversation about how a player's values weren't allowed to be displayed, but now they because are. It's a, yes. Because it's about disagreeing with the existence of LGBTQ people and trans people. I know that's considered in it, but like trans people are definitely being very singled out in a lot of circumstances lately. So you know, it's, and that is the reason, like, you're, you're, and I don't hide behind his freedom of speech bullshit, or his, or the whole situation, like, yes, there is some fear of the whole him being Russian thing, but the one post that, the one response that we did give was example of much higher caliber and well-known Russian players wearing pride jerseys. So, uh, hell, one of them just was just almost, well, not almost, but, like, attempted to win the Stanley Cup um, in Sergei Bobrovsky. Like, Bob's never once not worn a Pride or Hockey is for Everyone jersey. And he's arguably one of the most well-known Russian players that there is. You know, so I don't really, but, you know, these people will hold on to that. It's his freedom of speech. It's his whatever. I'm going to buy his jersey because he was, you know, strong enough to stand up against this agenda. Just say you hate gay people. Like, don't don't waste your $285 on a jersey. Just say outwardly that you hate gay people. It's easier. Yeah. So, and, and I'll, I'll kind of end... Uh, we can shift out of this and, and talk a little bit more about the hockey and I'll kind of end my, my two cents on this, right. Is like, folks, if you are among the people that are uncomfortable with the idea that there are people like us who like hockey, who have come into your space, take a look around in most settings in society, you are the minority. You are the one that doesn't get it. You are the black sheep. You are the problem. And I can assure you, give it a couple of years, and we're going to make your safe space uncomfortable too. Fuck you. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. Yes, but um, also just, sorry, last Yeah, you're two cents. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, very similar. But also just thank you to those who did you know, I don't want to say stand with us, but like did understand where we were coming from and did notice 
the reaction that we were getting and reach out. Um, Cause I was, you know, not, I'm not going to say anything specifically, but like we felt very alienated from this community that we've built in very specific ways. Um, and that's going to be hard for us to like navigate through going forward. But to those who did reach out or did have the conversations, um, you know, just a, a, a small shout out or a big shout out, because I don't think people would expect this from them, but to the artillery boys for at least having the conversation on their show and discussing it from all the perspectives and shining some light, you know, especially on Tyler for using his voice to express people who aren't capable of separating who they are and what they believe in from the sport. Um, and I hope that the people that did listen to their episode, you know, saw the real like growth and importance of them having that conversation and, you know, the importance of it. So good job, boys. I, we really did appreciate that. We know you didn't do it for us, but like <laughs> we did appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it's moving forward. We're not going to stop talking about these things. We're not going to stop doing things in this community or asking for things from this community or using our voice in in what little influence we have to try and make things better. So, but we've talked enough about this and there are actually some exciting things to talk about in Blue Jackets land. Yeah, and, and we're going to do that. And before we do that, though, Laura, um, there's one team very specifically that lit the lamp this playoffs, and, and that team, you know them. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and, and, Laura, I bet some people were really excited about that because they probably made some money on one of our favorite places. And uh, where's that place? Um, is it DraftKings? It is, yeah. And we hope that you lit the lamp during the hockey playoffs uh, this season with DraftKings Sportsbook, where new customers can make f- a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text hope ny four six seven three six nine in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boo hill casino and resort 21 and up in most eligible states but ages vary by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire five days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms can tell it's been a minute since we've done an ad read. <laughs> it's, been, it's been too long, but yes, Laura, you 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 said it right before we went to the ad, and that is that there have been some things in Blue Jackets land that are positive, and I think you can even look at the complexity of the Ivan Provorov situation and recognize that that actually probably like on the ice makes this hockey team better, which we said. Um, I digress. <laughs> um, but another move that makes the Blue Jackets better, and I would argue. Is a lot more impactful is the 
trade and sign situation, sign and trade, I should say, of uh, defenseman Damon Severson from the New Jersey Devils. And that's that's the story of of this offseason so far for me, at least, is, you know, that's quite the trade to make for Damon Severson. He's 28 year old expiring right shot defenseman. And, you know, these are things that the Blue Jackets obviously need. They want to find somebody who's going to be that guy who can share uh, a pair with with. You know Zach Wierenski and Damon Severson can do that, and they think that he could do that so well that they they you know acquired his rights or, or acquired him you know before he could make it to the market. He was going to be an unrestricted free agent, and he didn't get a chance to test the market because the Jackets uh, traded a third round pick in this year's draft to New Jersey in order to acquire him at a six point two five AAV for eight years, and that is a no trade that does have some no trade. Uh, clauses in there so the first four years well three years four years anyway 2023 to 2027 is the full no trade 27 to 28 is a 20 team no trade list and then 28 to 31 the last three years of the deal is a 12 team no trade list so uh, it becomes modified but at least for the first few years of that deal it is a complete no trade so laura i mean obviously this is a good one um, and i think it helped to restore a little bit of our spirit so what did you think just overall of, of the jackets making this move this early and acquiring damon severson i was excited i mean we were the only team that new jersey allowed him to speak to prior to uh free agency opening up um and i think based on the the interviews that we've seen from him so far and just his overall personality. Like he, much like we said when with the signing of Johnny last summer, like he seems genuinely excited to be a Columbus Blue Jacket. And he sees, you know, we talked about when we were doing our end of the year stuff is that bringing in players, um, they need to see, they need to be able to see the bigger picture in what's happening here at Columbus. And like, they need to buy in to that circumstance in order to make like a real impactful um, presence in the lock, in the locker room and on the ice and all that sort of stuff. And I, I fully believe that Damon has done that. Like, I think that they did a really good job at um, (laughs) selling the blue jackets to him, selling Columbus to him. Um, And he seems genuinely excited. I know people said it looked like, he was being held hostage when he did his little like video to the fifth line. They don't do like, (laughs) they don't do social media stuff all that much. And so like, I'm sure he was a little awkward about filming like kind of a selfie video um, as everyone is normally, but um, I think he has sounded excited and he's done a lot of interviews um, about it. And he and his wife are, are, yes, he and his wife are, even coming early, I think he expected that he would be in Columbus by the, you know, probably mid July. So, you know, he's ready to settle down and to put down some roots in a city. And he said, he, again, he said, everyone he spoke to said nothing but good things about Columbus. Um, and of course, Rick Nash um, was a big, uh, sort of a big piece in bringing him over as well. Um so yeah, I'm excited. I think he's going to be a great addition. That was one of the things on my list is that I wanted someone um, to be able to be paired up properly with Zach. And I think he's he's going to be a great addition to the team. 
Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, one point in Rick Nash's win column and one in the L column for, for having that connection to Mike Babcock. So uh, redeemed himself a little bit there. But, yeah, I, I think it's just overall it's a good signing. And the Jackets have not really been in the market of really acquiring or ever utilizing defensemen that are relatively like sound analytically and Damon Severson is that. And so that's an interesting move for this team to go in that direction. And, you know, Yarma said it best. I mean, this was the guy who was their number one target for free agency to begin with. And so, you know, obviously him being able to get him and get a lot of that business done before the, the real market opens on July one, like that's a big win for him. And to probably not feel like he's forced into having to make a trade that he maybe doesn't feel a hundred percent comfortable with because he, you know, is feeling that pressure of, of acquiring somebody at the, at the draft or, you know, in whatever other context, that all feels pretty good. I think giving up a third round pick, um, which not our third round pick, uh, you know, again, this is the, the third round pick that I think they acquired when they traded for Oliver Bjorkstrand. And so, or when they traded Oliver Bjorkstrand, I should say. So, you know, this isn't even their pick. They're still, they still have a third round pick. They've got picks in the first three rounds. And I think actually the only pick that I think the only, uh, round that they don't have a pick in. I think it's the sixth round. I've got Cat Friendly pulled up here. Yeah, they don't have a pick in the sixth round, but uh, they traded it away on March 2nd. Who did we trade that to? Oh, I think that's what we might have traded to get them to take uh, what's his ass? Jakob Voracek, maybe? Oh. Yeah, yeah, we traded a six round pick for that. Um, so that's the, only that's the only round we don't have a pick in, so it all works out in the end for the Jackets, but this is a good thing, and you know, I'm a little nervous because the people of New Jersey seem to like him and uh, we don't really have positive feelings toward people from <laughs> in that fan base. So, but I think this will work out. I think, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Agreed. So oddly enough, <laughs> the Blue Jackets also then I think later that night, right? Like I think there was an NHL network clip that, that they were like interested potentially in like Colton Pareko. What's going on? Why? Well, I'm just like wondering, like, what about the what does Yarma know about the blue line that we don't right now? Like, why is like? Don't get me wrong. I think getting. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna say this. Acquiring Ivan Provorov met a need on the blue line. Acquiring Damon Severson acquired another need on the blue line. I I think we're out of needs on the blue line. I just like don't think that we're like. I don't feel that pressure right now and so i'm just like a little bit like confused by it like personally like i think that the next target and the only other real target left is that top six center but i could be wrong and so i saw that report i'm like guys what the fuck is going on can we calm down well and it's also kind of going to be a harsh reality because you know defensemen at least on the blue jackets tend to be like fan favorites so people that fans really get attached to and these two additions um make it even more difficult to sustain these people that we already had on the roster. So as, you know, free agency opens up and everything, I would not be surprised if some of these excess defensemen that we have that haven't, you know, been living up to what they were expected or aren't going to be meeting the standards of the plan you know, the plan that we start winning more uh, frequently and all this sort of stuff. Like, I think they're going to be on the block and be part of some of 
you know, these negotiations and trades that Yarmo is going to make, because as we've all heard him say, and we've heard every correspondent say that he's not done yet. And there are still some pieces that we would need, not really in the defensive end of things, because like you said, kind of good. Um, but we do still need that top six center and we do potentially need another goalie depending on what they want to do with uh, Tarasov, if they want him to stay in Cleveland more so he can get more practice. And of course we know that this is Elvis's like prove it situ- like year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, these, these defensemen, I'm looking at you, Nick Blankenberg <laughs> might <Yeah>. be <laughs> who are like well-beloved um may be on the chopping block and that's that goes the same for forwards too because we we know that we have too many of them and with the additions with um Texier coming back into the lineup and with uh, is it Gorgiev? No, 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 no. That's Vronkov. Vronkov. Vronkov, thank you. Sorry. There's a lot of hot Russian chaos. name. I mean, it was a Russian. Well, actually yeah, you Bulgarian. Know. But. There you go. Um, with the addition of those two, like we again encounter this, like we have too many humans and the too many aren't going to be like, yeah, I'll totally play in Cleveland. Like that's not a thing. So, well, and the part of the issue, right. It's like Daniel Tarasov is like not guaranteed to make it to Cleveland. Like that's the other piece of it too. Like he's, he's waiver eligible, which means that if another team was like, Hey, like this guy, like, is a promising prospect. He just hasn't stayed healthy. We think that we could give him the opportunity to develop here and then maybe be an option for us in the future. Like the Jackets almost have to, and like, unless they, like, there's just su- such a difficult scenario here. Like, how do you manage this in a way that you feel good about? And I like, you've just got to hope that Elvis figures it out. And I think part of it is like shoring up the blue line. I mean, Elvis Merzlikens by proxy got better with, these deals and and we'll see he's obviously still going to have to do something about his game he's going to have to elevate it like that's just the reality of it but generally speaking he got better and so like i think that that's like what the jackets have to probably go into this season banking on it's irresponsible but i don't know what else they can do like it's just like such a tricky situation and you bring up the other guys about cleveland too like if you take a look at this roster and you look at the guys who are on two-way deals and i don't know that this will tell me if they're waiver eligible though um Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah. It does tell me if their waiver is exempt. Okay. So here are the list of players currently on the Blue Jackets roster that are waiver exempt. So Ken Johnson, he's making the team. Like, yes. period. Um, Kirill Marchenko. Correct. Cole Sillinger who rough season still going to make the team. Like, don't yes. like, let's all. I, I believe talk. in a, in a year three comeback for Cole Sillinger. So then you've got Gavin Bayreuther, who is an unrestricted free agent. He will not be re-signed by the Blue Jackets. Like that's like pretty much a guarantee. Uh, so you look at the rest of this defensive core, you still own the rights to seven NHL defensemen more than likely. Uh, you've got, um is that is that right oh that was bad math that was bad math you've got one two three four five six seven eight 
10, so nine. You've got nine NHL defensemen essentially um, right here. You've got Tim Burney, who is an RFA this season, uh, so they're going to have to re-sign him. And I don't believe he's waivers exempt, which means that he would he would be eligible for waivers. I don't think that he would get picked up though. So I think that's somebody you could potentially send down. But then Nick Blankenberg is the only other defenseman who is waivers exempt, and that's it. That is it. And I, <laughs> you've got to do something about that. You you have to do something about that because then you've got Jake Bean, you've got again Adam Boquist. Andrew Peak feels like he's going to be the guy that's the odd man out, which I I hate because like first blue jacket we interviewed right but like that sucks um but it happens and so i don't know there's a part of me that just feels like this is there's no scenario in which people don't aren't really upset <laughs> about what the blue jackets do on defense because the other thing too right is like you want people who are also going to give you like maximum return back and guys like adam boquist do that even though that's probably not the first person people would want to trade so we'll see where this goes and i think it happened there but uh it's gonna definitely get tight for the jackets yeah it's definitely far from over uh in this offseason but you know who's probably going to help out a lot with that goalie situation oh okay segue our brand new goalie coach yeah hell yeah nicholas backstrom new goalie coach for the blue jackets promoted from being in the european development system for the jackets former nhler He's somebody who I feel like a lot of people probably recognize their, his name, if not obviously because he's been in the organization, but like now, you know, former NHL or what have you. I, I feel okay about it. I, I don't have any like negative feelings about it. It feels pretty good. Um, you know, I think that there were some silly ideas out there that perhaps Patrick Waugh would want to be our goaltending coach after like the whole head coaching thing fell apart. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. So Nicholas Backstrom, we do still get a former NHL or just maybe not one of Patrick Wall's category, but yeah, it's exciting. I think it's good to have that finalized. And that tells you, and at least in my opinion that like they've got this whole thing is like, I think every now and again, I see a tweet that's like, well, we never know about the blue. Like, guys, like that's he's hired, um, and I don't think that that hire is getting made unless that's the case. And from everything I've heard too, like this is where things are also going to get interesting in terms of coaching. Is like, what happens to the rest of the assistants? What happens to the rest of the coaching staff? Nothing is guaranteed there. I, I would have to imagine that Pascal Vincent's probably a little bit miffed after missing out on the on the head coaching job two times in Columbus and we'll see if that leads to him having to explore another opportunity elsewhere, but also Kenny McCutton. Uh, then you've got Jared bull too. It's just, who knows where this whole thing is going to go for, for the, the guys who are, you know, second in command there behind the bench in Columbus. I have no idea what to expect there. Yeah. I'm really excited about um, this decision. I think it's a good thing that he was in the system, but it was not like directly in the system. It wasn't like he had been with the main team and they moved him up. Like he's been working over in the uni the European um, section, um, but he's familiar with the franchise. He's familiar with, you know, the expectations and all this sort of stuff. And um, he more, he more recently played in the NHL himself. And I think he's already said that, you know, He's seen Elvis and Tarasov play and, 
you know, he said when they're at their best, they're incredible goalies. But then he also said, but it's going to be really tough for them every single day. Um, and I think that that is a, a new energy that is much needed in our goalie situation. And I don't know, there was all these, like, not all these, but like some weird rumblings on social media, like, oh, Elvis is going to hate that, blah, 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 blah. Stop trying to make drama where there's not drama. <laughs> like, let it go. Um, you know, Elvis made it pretty clear that he was ready to take on a new coach. And, you know, I'm sure he's had some sort of interaction with um, him already. So it's all good, folks. We don't need to, like, you know, do that. But I also know how much people love to make Elvis out to be the villain. So, And ladies and gentlemen, you know we are back because Laura... <laughs> Is an Elvis apologist. <laughs> and she is saying sorry. I should get a shirt. <laughs> yeah, or we should make merch. Yeah, this is Elvis apologist. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, I love it. I love it. I won't buy one <laughs> if, if we make it, but. I'll no, you you're, you're going to be a um, Jack apologist. <laughs> Oh yeah, we should do that. We should have like matching ones because yeah, I don't. I definitely am a little bit of a Jack Russell apologist, but yeah, so exciting things for the Blue Jackets. And by the time we record next, you know, we'll maybe have some some more of an understanding, maybe of you know what the strategy is going into the draft. We'll maybe understand a little bit more about you know the future of some of the NHL head coaches. I don't or NHL associate coaches. I'm my bad. I don't think we will. But some things could change. I will tell you that with some level of certainty, and this could bite me in the ass, um, I don't think that we're going to ha uh, have to take another three-week break as a result of anything that happens this week. So fingers crossed uh, that that doesn't happen. But Laura, is there anything else on your brain, hockey-related, that we have failed to bring to the folks over the course of the last three weeks? Oh, God, not that I can think of. I mean, obviously, we, we said it in the ad, but... I guess congratulations to Vegas on winning their first Stanley Cup. No, I'll say congratulations to like William Carlson and to Jonathan Marshall and to and honestly Jonathan, Jonathan Quick. Quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like I like and Phil Kessel. I don't know why I kind of have a soft spot for Phil Kessel. You do. You are a Phil Kessel apologist as well. I just think that I love the fact that like I like feel like I relate to him a little bit in the sense of it's like this man is we have similar diets and he is like you do love hot dogs i love a hot dog yeah and so it's like like this man like if phil kessel scored a goal in the last minute of a of the second period of the penguins game that i was at like everybody got a big mac like that's fucking funny like i'm sorry like i'm obsessed with that so yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of into phil kessel i was gonna say not like that but maybe <laughs> the world is your oyster what a spoiled <laughs> oyster that would be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't. There's been so many emotions and so much stuff happening that I don't think we missed anything. But uh, to anyone listening who is going to Columbus Pride this weekend, um, please have the best time. Please live yourself out loud. Um, dance for us in the streets and, you know, just be safe. Be familiar with your surroundings and 
take care of each other, look out for each other, um, and just celebrate because that's really the important thing um, at this rate. And next week when we record, we'll actually be together in the same room. So that's exciting. Correct. Oh, you did not get excited about that. I am very excited about that. I was kind of half paying attention. I'm going to be honest with you. I am excited that we're going to be in the same room the next time we record. That's going to be lovely. Uh, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to do that. I'm like thinking about like how I rearrange my space. I don't know like where is a good place to do that in my house. I don't have a, t- I don't have a table. You don't, don't have a table. I don't have you a table, a- guys. We could sit on the floor. You have a coffee table. I refuse. To sit on the floor at my own home. I hate sitting on the floor. If, if you don't know this about me, now you know this about me. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a big man. I'm thick. I'm fat. <laughs> whatever you want to call me. Whatever word you want to use that you're comfortable with, you can use it. Um, and I, the circulation in my legs, bye. Like, my, like, pins and needles immediately the second I sit crisscross applesauce on a floor. Or anyway on a floor. It just okay, doesn't work. so not sitting on the floor. <laughs> Moral of the story, we want. I could sit on the couch, and you could sit on the floor. That's a weird angle. There's no way that that's gonna. Actually, the couch is pretty low. It's like really low because it's like a sofa bed, so it's like really like. We'll figure it we, out. We could do that thing where we lay on the floor and just like, put our heads on our elbows. I. I just don't, I won't spend time on the floor in my home. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just not me. I know some people do it to be grounded. Like, I, like, hate it, though. you never I, like, just laid on the floor before? No. Not in my own home. You've laid on other people's floors, though? No, like, in public. I've laid on, like, my office floor. All right. That seems like a choice. Over, like, I just, like, because, like, the floor is the most comfortable thing to lay on in my office. I've got, like, a couch, a love seat, a recliner, a bed. Like, I've got so many other options here. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Logically. Okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, let me know how, when's the last time you slept on the floor or laid on the floor, listeners. Let me know. It's probably, I know I'm in the minority, but I just, I can't do it. If, it, if I had a really nice rug, I'd think about it. Okay. I don't have a rug. That is true. You so, don't have a rug. That sucks. We'll figure it out. But we will be in the same space. And it'll be lovely. It'll be great. Um, but yeah, Laura, until next time, uh, how about you let them know where they can shame us and tell us that we're woke liberals with the, the gay agenda and the this, that, and the other thing. I love that you almost forgot. No, I just, I was awkward and I just said it weird. <laughs> Well, yeah, so you can do all those things that Jeremy just said to us on social media, or you could shower us with love and appreciation and friendship, which I would prefer. And so would my mental health. But to do that, you must follow us on social media first. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. We do have a very beautiful website um, that you can check out, and that is subjectivelyspeaking.com. And it was mentioned earlier, and Jeremy's actually wearing some of it right now, but we do have merch, um, which is lovely. Specifically, we have Pride merch. We have Pride merch. Yes, we also very specifically have Pride merch. Um, Pride merch. (laughs) Where is it? Pride merch. Yeah, for sure. Pride merch. (laughs) 
But you can find that Pride merch and our other designs at subjectivelymerch.com. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And we didn't know them three weeks ago. We don't know it now, but we don't know how the algorithms work. Um, But we just know that your likes and subscriptions and listens and stars and whatnot whatnot, all help us get uh, recognized in the hockey podcast charts and help bring uh, more people to this lovely community of ours. Um, So other than that, we just truly love and appreciate you all so much. That we do, that we do. And um, also speaking of social media, we like oddly enough gained like 10 followers during the course of this whole like little hiatus that we had. So shout out to y'all too, because y'all saw the crazy. And by that, I mean, socially aware and joined it. So appreciate you. But until next time, um, make sure you take care of yourselves, take care of one another and call out any and all bigotry for what it is. And until next time, uh, we'll chat with you soon. Bye.